we're back. We are back. Took us long enough. Well, we had a mishap. <laughs> this we, is the second time. Things. This is the second time we've had a mishap. Yeah. Uh, the other time, I think we were super frustrated. Yes. Because the first time we recorded it, it was like a banging episode. It was great. It was like a super, we One were of our into best it. Ones. And then it just got progressively worse and worse and worse. It's the more irritated we got because <laughs> we, we just wanted, we were over it. We literally had to fucking answer the same goddamn questions every week. Yeah. We answered them, what, four times? Four times. Luckily, this is the second time, and I have a feeling that it will be okay. We'll be fine. I mean, yeah, we'll see. And for those sticklers, we're being safe. We have masks on and we're distant and we're taking all the precautions. Yeah, we are more than six feet apart. Um, it is longer than uh, the distance apart from us is longer than Maggie's torso. <laughs> Wait, I have a stubby torso. You'd have to go by my legs. <laughs> torso from knee to chest. <laughs> yeah, if you count my femurs. <laughs> Her femur length is about the distance apart from us. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> the curse of the long femurs. If you if you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. We can't all have stubby legs, Carly. Facts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is this will be fine. Yes. Well, I think we're not as. Uh, uh, apologies, you know, um, we've had a. <laughs> we've been we've busy, been busy. Um, <laughs> it's been how should we say a shit show <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been a long couple of weeks it has been a long couple of weeks because uh gyms officially shut down a week ago from thanksgiving yes and so it's been roughly 10 whole days since the gyms have officially closed and uh yeah, it's been even the week of when the gyms closed that Thursday. I think it was like the what twentieth or something like that, and nineteenth, whatever. The week I think this it was the sixteenth because I had a deja vu moment. So when the gyms originally closed in March, it was a meet. It was the weekend after a meet that I coached Britt, Jeff, and Woody. Weird. On a Monday, the sixteenth. What just happened? You just coached. I just coached Jeff, Britt, and Woody. Okay, those three can't on go to Monday, meets. On no. Monday, the 16th. You guys aren't allowed to go to meets together anymore. Right? And I, I was telling Sarah Gravino this, and I was like, isn't this fucking funny? I'm like, the gyms are going to fucking close on Monday, the 16th. Nine exact months later. They're like the four horsemen, except there's just three of them. Yes. Well, if you include you, you guys are the four horsemen. I guess I am the fourth. I am the fourth horseman. Man. I know. So, anyways, since that, when Monday the 16th, it has been nonstop for both of us. Yes. And uh, so, apologies for it taking a little longer than normal. Now that life is finally, like... Stable. Stable enough until... I mean, I don't even know if Christmas is really going to affect us at all. But it, uh, it, our lives are more stable until the gyms reopen again. Yeah. We just had to put our emergency plans into place and... Yeah. Do some damage control. Oof, yeah. Over the king. <laughs> I found an Instagram. Actually, so I saw him on Facebook first. Kyle sent him to us. But then I saw that Vin shared it on Instagram. And it's this guy that does impressions of Cuomo. 
And it is, if you want to laugh, I mean, this guy is spot on. What's the Instagram page? I've never seen this. Um, I was just looking at it because I just sent it to my mom because my parents were getting a kick out of it. I mean, let's put it this way. Those stickers of Cuomo, like on the on <laughs> the window stickers of him looking into your house. Tom has one. They're hysterical. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I never... It, like, the way I feel about Donald Trump is a very similar way I feel about Andrew Cuomo for very similar reasons on completely opposite ends of the political spectrum. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, they, I hate I hate both of them for the same reasons. And nothing but they're so... has to do with politics. Yeah. Like, it, I hate them both for the same <laughs> reasons of being a goddamn asshole. The, so the Instagram account is Joe Make Me Laugh. Joe Make Me Laugh. Yeah. I, that's it's okay it's if you get a chance to look at a new account on instagram i highly recommend it especially if you're a small business owner because oh, yeah. it's just funny unless you're robbie de niro please do not listen oh we dude we could spend a whole freaking series let me just say let me, i'm just gonna say one thing two and things one thing only? Well, yes <laughs> i'm happy that someone was pushing for gyms to not be the problem facts however it could have been anyone else <laughs> i mean i give credit to the drapers because i think that they have been vocalizing it the appropriate way um amy's doing amy boemi's doing a lot of vin called me yeah amy boemi's doing a lot behind the scenes a lot of us are doing a lot behind the scenes to get gyms considered to be essential i mean mr cuomo yesterday what was yesterday uh monday november 30th said and i quote gyms are not a part of the problem yep does that change our situation absolutely not but right so yes i'm happy that someone was bringing attention to the fact that gyms are not the problem i just wish it wasn't him because morally he's just a shit bag of a person maggie we've been in the industry 12 to 15 years right yep wow that's crazy to say that right we old we old 12 to 15 years we've been fucking doing this right whether it's group classes or anything yeah ever since i've been in the industry people have always told me stay away from this fucking guy yeah always like people that live in california told oh, yeah. me to stay away from this guy people that people know this guy for the wrong reasons yes there is a track record of this fucking guy being the biggest douchebag in the entire world and this is before his incident with uh, the, the racist email. Yeah. This is before he was outspoken back in June when we wanted to be open. This is before uh, currently with his situation. Um, you know. With uh, CrossFit dropping him? Ripping. Oh, ripping, ripping the, the fine. The fine and shit. He, you notice that literally no, not one gym owner stands behind this guy. Right. No gym owner I know, at least in my circle, and I know a lot of them, are standing next to this guy being like, you know what, dude? You're right. Yeah. But we all agree with what Maggie said. We all want to be open. All Every single small business We wants all know to be we're open. not the problem. But. But why him? Why? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but wh I refuse to stand next to someone like that. Uh, yeah. It Not only, like, if we were to take a stand and be like, yep, I agree with Robbie what can of worms would be open we, we're point. shooting ourselves yeah yeah i but. just i can't get past 
someone being a blatant racist being, I mean, I've interacted with him a couple times in person and he's not someone that I would, I don't feel comfortable around him. Nope. I mean, I just, I am physically nervous around him. So if that's saying anything, it like, yeah. I mean, we could we could go into major detail, but I again, mean, you can go and Google his name. Yeah, you literally can anyone can Google his name and literally see all of the negative shit that has ever been said yeah. about this guy. And that's the problem is when you step on a soapbox and you decide to be such a vocal person about something, your skeletons are going to come out. Literally, skeletons are coming out. Yeah. And again, I agree with everything he's standing for in the small business sense because. I do agree. I, I do agree that most of the small businesses are hurting. Yes. And it's hard because my social views and my economical views are completely different. And it's really hard because you see it from so many different lenses, right? You yeah. see it from, you know, even yourself, right? Trying to be safe because you're bringing a child into this world. Yeah. My mother, who has type 2 diabetes, COPD, still recovering from... Um, still recovering from her uh, cancer like i have people around me in my life that i need to be extremely careful of i've been tested twice both tests have come back negative i've traveled all over the country i've done a really good job of being safe i also want my gym to be open sure and it's hard because i know what the right thing to do is but i also know that the way that the politicians and the and the executives are not thinking on a micro level. They're thinking on a macro level. Yeah. And it's hard because it's they're not seeing the little parts of it that can be changed. And that's, I think, where small businesses can be vocal about that and, uh -huh. and actually bring data and science when, you know, they don't, uh, newsflash, they don't care because they don't have the time for it. Exactly. They've got so much on their plate. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it unfolds. But yeah, for the time being, we're here. We're, we're here, here masking up. Masks up, right? Is that what they say? Instead of horns up, masks up. <laughs> I don't know. We said talons up. Whatever. <laughs> no one asked you about your back. See? Again, another. See, but we were. No, that... no. <laughs> but this is this was a conversation we had in our recording that got lost. So people Well, it's don't... gonna get brought up. <laughs> it's gonna get brought up. Without you actively actually mentioning it Shit. you always have an opportunity <laughs> to mention brockport in every episode every episode you mention brockport at least once yeah rachel hassal i'm calling you out because i know you'll be listening to this i need you to go back and listen to every episode and tally up how many times maggie mentioned college brockport talons Anything else? I don't know what else to do in Brockport. I need you to tally how many times she has mentioned Brockport. Rachel, it's okay if you've got other things to do. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> don't waste your time with that. And this is not including the episodes that didn't make it to the actual um, uh, viewer listening board because the of viewer our listening own, board because of our own mishaps. Whatever. Speaking of Brockport, I'll share my first awkward story. Yeah, good. <laughs> Since we're doing part two of That's Awkward. <laughs> so let's flash back to 2008. Freshman Marge, you know, just doing my thing <laughs> in McFarland, the dorm I lived in. And for those who aren't aware, I have very curly hair. 
And it wasn't until high school that I discovered a flat iron. And once I discovered a flat iron, it was a game changer because, you know, if you have curly hair, you want it to be straight. If you have straight hair, you want it to be curly. It's just the way it is. And I didn't know how to manage my hair at all. So I was constantly straightening my hair. So freshman year, I'm in my dorm. My roommate, I think, was at practice or I don't know where she was. She might have been off doing something. But I decided I was going to straighten my hair. And at the time, what I would do is I would section my hair off into halves. So I would have the left half and the right half. And I would just do one at a time rather than like doing the bottom and then shift into the top. I don't know why. That's what I did. So I had a mirror on the back of my door. And I'm standing there. And of course, flat irons have evolved a lot since 2008. At the time, (laughs) they were very hot. And very damaging. I do remember that. And, you know, I'm sure I wasn't protecting it the way I was supposed to. So, like, steam and smoke and whatever is coming off of it. So, I'm in my dorm. And I just finished one side of my hair. And the fire alarm in my room starts to go off. I'm like, shit, I can't open the door. You definitely caused the fire alarm. I did. I was, because what I didn't realize was I was standing directly under it. Like the little. Were you drunk? No, I was stone sober. I was just doing my hair. So. At what college were you at? <laughs> shut up. So, anyways, if the rule was if your alarm went off in your room, unless it was a true emergency, don't open your door because then it sets off the whole building and the whole building has to evacuate. So, my RA, she actually lived right next door to me. She immediately runs over and she's like, don't open your door. And I'm like, okay. So I'm just standing here. And of course, now people are hearing it because it's very loud. So the whole third floor is waiting outside of my my dorm room. (laughs) And campus police shows up because they're the ones that have to reset it. So finally, the officer is like, okay, you can open your door. You can come out. I'm like, I don't want to. (laughs) He's like, no, no. Like, we have to make sure you're safe. So I come out and with half of my hair completely straight and the other half in this, like, frizzy thing. And the officer couldn't help but laugh. Like, he just looked at me and just, he audibly just let out laughter. And, of course, everyone else is laughing. I'm like, shit, this is awful. And I lived on a co-ed floor, too. So, like... It was our hallway and then two boys' hallways. And, like, my crush was in the other hallway. And we, we, we did end up dating after that, but I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that was my my awkward awkward hair, hair story. So moral of that is check your surroundings if you're going to straighten your hair. And maybe think about protecting it a little bit better so that you don't set off a smoke alarm. And three... Maggie yet again embarrassed herself in front of a boy she liked. Always. I embarrass myself in front of my husband daily. I could see that. (laughs) It is what I'm never going to change. Like they say, some things don't change. Yeah, it's fine. I've accepted it. He's accepting of it. That's all that matters. Is he accepting or is he tolerant? He's tolerant. He's very tolerant. (laughs) He just shakes his head. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like a Jordan move. Actually, the other day we had our our bathroom door shut. I don't know why. 
Oh, he bought me flowers and there were flowers in there. I didn't want the cats to get them. This is a little side awkward story. And uh, it was dark because it was nighttime. And I had to go to the bathroom. And we never have our door shut. So I'm just walking. Yeah, right into it. <laughs> just And he heard it. He's saying, he's like, you just ran into the door, didn't you? It's <laughs> like, sure did. And I just went to bed. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, this awkward story was a lot funnier the first time because Maggie didn't actually hear this story uh, until I actually told it because it just happened. It, it is. I'll listen to it again. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, I think you're forced to listen again. So, <laughs> um, so this happened not too long ago, a.k.a. three weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm on a flight to D.C., uh, with my one of my assistant coaches, Zach, and we're going to a big meet. You know, it kind of feels like a, a national level meet. So Zach and I fly into BWI Airport, Baltimore, Washington International Airport, and we get our car. Everything's great so far. We're cruising. We're like, all right, cool. We get it's about forty five minutes away from where our hotel is in downtown uh, downtown uh, Washington D.C. and uh, it's beautiful. Like the area that we were in was absolutely gorgeous. Like there was a really a, a lot to see. DC visually, is beautiful. yeah, visually aesthetic. Um, it was awesome. So we parked the car uh, in front of American College, and uh, we walk in. We walk into the lobby, and we see this fucking. I'm just going to say it. A white, a goddamn white fucking supremacist in the middle of the lobby holding a Bible, preaching the good word of Jesus Christ. Quote, unquote, good word. Well, in his opinion, the yeah. good word. And uh, he is pointing to the Bible. Now, granted, well, anyways, he's pointing to the Bible. We still going to win Michigan. We still going to win Wisconsin. And we're still going to win Pennsylvania. The now, this vote's is still out. After the votes have already been counted and confirmed, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, there were a lot of red hats. Of course. Uh, in that lobby. And he blatantly said, and I quote, These blanks ain't got nothing on us. We are the supreme race. Oh, my God. And that's when things got aw- awkward for me. And I look at Zach. Zach didn't really hear it. And I go, are you are you hearing this? He's like, what? And I go, look around. And there's just like Trump 2020 everywhere. Like MAGA hats fucking everywhere. Masks hanging off people's ears that say Trump. <laughs> um, like just, and like Christ hats, like everything's imaginable. And not correlating Christianity with 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 right. being a racist right. or being a fucking white supremacist but it's just the correlation is is too keen not to not to note so then i asked my lobby ladies uh, who are watching the front desks who are also minorities right and i look at them and i'm like they're minorities one's hispanic uh looks hispanic and, and the one, other was one black. is black yeah and um i ask i, <laughs> I said excuse me but like <laughs> what the what's, hell what's going on 
And they left in their in their little like uh, orgy orgy elevator thing, and all got up to the same room. I don't know what the fuck happened. I was just concerned to get into my room and not fucking leave. Yeah, I would hide. Um, and she's like, "Oh, it's just a big Trump rally," and I go, "Oh, okay." She's like, "Yeah, the largest one that there's supposed to be uh, ever." And I go, "Oh, okay, great." And then jokingly, I go. You know, just out of curiosity, where is it so I know where not to go? Sure. And she goes, oh, honey, it's two blocks down there. And I go, what? (laughs) (laughs) Two blocks? Two blocks away from where this hotel is? And she's like, yeah, didn't you know? And I go, no. I wouldn't have booked here. I I would not have been here (laughs) if I'd known that was happening. She laughed. I hope it was a laugh. Well, um, the poor thing was probably terrified. Terrified. Um, so needless to say, uh, we found out later from my mom, and I just checked online, there was like 1.3, 1.2 million people there now, at a Trump rally. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic, three weeks after, the, two weeks after the election. <laughs> that's part one of the awkward story. Yes, that's part one. And then part two, uh, Zach and I wake up, uh, we meet in the lobby around 5.50, 5.55. We have to pick up Jeff at like 6.10, 6.15. He like, he's like 15, 20 minutes away. So we get in the car, start driving. We're having a good time. Hook, and I take a wrong turn. Because <laughs> if you've ever been in downtown D.C., yeah. it's like... Easy to do. So we're driving. I make a wrong turn. And now I'm like fucking climbing up this goddamn hill. Reach the top of the apex of the hill and there's a street light. And I stop at the street light. I wait for the green. And I turn. Why the fuck they put a curb median in the middle that's about 10 feet wide? I have no fucking clue. I hit the fucking curb. And then what happened? And I got a fucking flat tire. Blew and I it tried out. to drive on. I blew it up. I tried, and all of a sudden you just hear. And I'm like, fuck. The can't ruin noise. the rim. Can't do any of that shit. And all of a sudden, like. I'm, like, walking around frantically because that's just what you do when you're, like, trying to figure shit out. And all of a sudden, cop cars are showing up. Like, we had at least 10 to 12 cop cars over the course of us being there <laughs> show up. And you'll understand why in a little bit. But, like, we had so many cop cars keep coming in. First guy showed up. Super nice. I'm figuring it out. Super awesome. He set uh, flares out for us. He leaves. Have a good day. Now, two minutes after that cop leaves, another cop fucking shows up. So this guy shows up. <laughs> this guy shows up and uh, two guys get out of the car. And uh, you guys okay? You guys doing everything all right? Now I'm like waiting for phone calls. So I'm like not on the phone at this point. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got in an accident, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I get phone calls. So I'm on the phone again, like trying to figure out everything, get everything situated and Zach's like shooting the shit with him, telling him a little bit about what we're doing. And the this is where we find out that we are parked in front of Mike Pence's house. We cra- <laughs> we got a fucking flat tire in front of Mike Pence's house. Like the Mike Pence that has a long fucking fence in front of the fucking yard. That apparently you're not allowed to stand in front of. 
So I'm talking on the fence, or excuse me, talking on the phone near the fence because what do you do when you're outside you pace in 50 and... mile ta- in traffic? You yeah. pace and you go where it's quieter so sure. you can hear. And these guys like were super nice and, and um, they told Zach that we were in front of Mike Pence's house and like then that was like, well, that makes sense why <laughs> one cop left, another cop showed up. And then uh, I get off the phone and I'm like frantic. I'm like thinking a mile a fucking minute. Like I'm just like, okay, what are the worst case scenarios? I'm going to have Gage pick up Zach. Zach's going to go with them. So what do I do? I just book it to the fucking trunk. And I popped the trunk like nothing. And they just grabbed their fucking guns with their hand on the holster. And they're like, they look at me like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have done that. Like, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm like, dudes, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, I'm just thinking a mile a minute right now. Like, yeah. I'm not thinking at all. Like, this is... I'm please excuse me. I'm just I'm trying, not trying to, like, to assassinate my. No, friends. no, no. I'm just I can't do. I'm trying to think, 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 think. And uh, they're like, okay, so they had to check my bag. Like they made sure, sure. nothing was in there, and there's baby powder and fucking water. And, shit. <laughs> and um, so they were cool. They left. <laughs> Another two minutes go by. Another cop shows up. Kind of more of a drive by. Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, this is like the third one of you guys. Like, you guys all right? And uh, they're like, yeah, we're supposed to go by here every two minutes, <laughs> one of us. And I was like, oh, okay. So monitoring you. Well, at that's this point. that just makes sense. Yeah. So then there's this like a couple more come by, and it's like the last fucking cop to show up before we get the tow truck and we get the Uber to like get to where we need to go. He he rolls up, doesn't even say anything to Zach. Get away from the fence. And I'm like, I can't hear. And he's like, get away from the fucking fence. I'm like, I can't fucking hear on the phone. And I'm like, in the moment, I'm fucking heated because I'm like, I need to figure this out. I need yeah. to get some goddamn meat. And I'm not fucking thinking. I, I just saw red. I was like, this fucking guy's aggravating me. Like, I'm not being an asshole. And then I realized like, like, I was, you know, again, in front of my friend's right. house. That, so maybe don't do that. Yeah, maybe don't do that. And uh, he's like, you get any closer to that fence, you're going to get more than you asked for. I wish he tased you. <laughs> and I was like, I can't fucking hear. Do you want to talk to him? And he's like, get away. And I was like, fine, whatever. I fucking, I fucking left. And I was heated. And I was pacing again, and I just got away from the fence. And he's like, you look up, and I all you see is like, I, I didn't see this before, but like you see fucking like seven to ten cameras just like in that little vicinity Yikes. that we're in and like maybe 50 feet long. I mean, yeah, if you think about it. And then as our Uber picks us up like ten minutes later, like we drive by the front to how you enter, and it's just guarded as fuck, like four guys standing outside like you have like those big huge fucking spikes that like could take out monster trucks like just unreal guarded did they have fly traps set up <laughs> i did not see any <laughs> especially those little things that dangle from yeah, like, like your, your porch <laughs> and it's like a swirly little fly paper no i didn't see any of those there's this little fly he stuck looks to he it. looks gaudy but he doesn't look that gaudy <laughs> anyways all right, let's dive into some listener submissions. 
after Carly's ramble. <laughs> so the first one, we're keeping these all obviously anonymous, but this first one's a friend of mine, so it's extra funny for me. Um, and he also is a power lifter. Nice. Well, was at, at the time. So <laughs> it just starts with, so here's a doozy. <laughs> Back in 2015, I was still competitive in my strength career and was training for competition. I had a max effort squat workout on a Friday, and it really got my hamstrings smoked. I was just dating my wife, and we went out to see a live band with dinner that same night. After a fun night of music, drinks, and steaks, we went back to my place to finally seal the deal and have sex for the first time. Mid-coitus, while she was on top, I had started to get a tightness in my right hamstring. So knowing a cramp was coming... I decided to flip positions. I immediately regretted that decision because not only did my right hamstring decide to cramp up, the left one decided to join the party. From what my wife stated, she had no idea what was going on. My face was not appealing, and I was making <laughs> some awkward sounds of agony all while everything was happening. <laughs> Me in absolute desperation, I decided to roll off and try and straighten my legs out. However, I was not spatially aware, which led me to falling out of the bed and now lying naked with a heart on and both hamstrings cramped in agony. <laughs> Needless to say, she was mortified, confused, and began to hysterically laugh at me while I looked like a turtle on my back, not knowing what to do next. To say the least, I composed myself, licked my wounds, and finished what I started. She is still my wife, and I currently have one child, and we currently have one child with another on the way. So obviously she wasn't completely disappointed. If that's not a memorable first time sexual experience or an awkward moment, I don't know what it is. Damn. And I and having knowing this guy, yeah, your your wife's a patient woman. <laughs> <laughs> She's a saint. Damn. <laughs> Hysterical. Yeah. I mean And also like when he was To stick through that eh? like long term, oof. It's typically you'd be like, yeah. I'm yeah, going to bounce that <laughs> Well, it's funny because when he was, like, competing, he really bulked up. So he was, like, a big dude, too. So I'm just picturing him, like, the turtle on his back image is hysterical. Um, he's since not not as bulky because of his job. He's actually a police officer. And uh, he's very healthy now. So I'm sure he's not running into that <laughs> issue. Yep. But it's hysterical. That's so, funny. thanks for that one. All right. Awkward story. My awkward encounter began after a night of drinking. I was a sophomore in college, and I had passed out in my buddy's spare bedroom. At some point during the night, I was asleep on my stomach. I felt someone start to straddle my butt and rub my back. The soft hands, the long nails, and the scent combination of Malibu rum and the entire perfume section of Macy's led me to believe it was a girl rubbing my back. After about 10 to 15 seconds, I thought to myself, okay, let's flip over and see who this is. <laughs> my drunk idea failed, however, as it... My drunk idea failed, however, as it was pitch black in a room. I then felt her lean down and began to kiss me. After about three seconds, she popped back up and ex <laughs> exclaimed, You're not my boyfriend. Ooh. To which I drunkenly muttered, No shit. <laughs> she hastily got up, 
and walked out of the room, leaving me equally bewildered and blue-balled. <laughs> to this day, I have no idea who this girl was and still have no idea how after three seconds of kissing, she figured out how she wasn't kissing her boyfriend. Is he that predictable? Am I that bad of a kisser? Was this a common thing in their relationships? Yikes. All the questions have never been answered. Yikes. This this one leaves me... So was her boyfriend... It leaves me with so many questions to go down a different road because it's like... How'd she Three seconds. I feel like three seconds is definitely enough time to know... Who you're kissing. Who you're kissing. Yeah. Now, how long have her and her boyfriend been together? Maybe she didn't know... How blackout drunk was she? That also could be a thing. Like, also, did this person have the same back structure when you were rubbing his back? Because <laughs> were they the same frame? I feel like if you were similar builds, maybe you could get away with that. But, like, if you if your boyfriend's smaller and the guy that you're rubbing is larger, that probably means that that's not your guy. My biggest question is... Did her boyfriend live there? Like, how how was she in the house? I have no idea. We had that happen in college <laughs> in Brockport. <laughs> That's two. You said college I know. and Brockport. I'm sorry. There you go, Rachel. Tally it up. But we had a Talons house. Talons <laughs> it up. Talons it up. We, uh, we had a house senior year with a mudroom because it was split into an upper and a lower. And Sunday morning after we had all gone out, we're just sitting in the living room, like kind of talking about the night and our like door, there was a knock at the door, which was odd because you have to get through the mudroom to get to our door. And he just opens it and he's like, do I know any of you? And this guy slept in our mudroom all night. And we're like, uh, his name was Mike Jones, which was hysterical because every time he said it, I kept saying who. And he was getting very frustrated. But that was odd. My friend Lauren drove him home and we never saw him again. Interesting. I don't know. I want to know how that girl got into that house. That's my question. No idea. Okay. I'm going to do one more. So this one is called Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) So I worked at a job that required signing people up for reward cards. I was making one for a customer and asked her first and last name. It was exactly the same as mine. Same spelling. And weirdly enough, (laughs) we kind of looked alike. So I told her we were named twins. And she said, well, that's lucky because we have a magic name. Do you ever just get out of speeding tickets or anything incriminating when you get pulled over or in trouble? And she said, yeah, because my dad is a Buffalo police officer. Now I realize every time I've ever gotten out of some shit, The cop always asked who my father is after looking at my ID. I always joked with my dad about it, and he would play it off like he just had connections. So I asked her what her dad's name is, and it turns out they have the same first and last name. What the hell? Wow. She graciously asked me to just not do anything too crazy, like run around the streets naked because I can't go down like that. (laughs) Unfortunately, the shenanigans ended after I got married and changed my name. Could you imagine, like, finding, and the fact that she said they looked similar too? That's insane. Like, how lucky? That's not. I don't. I feel like that's not awkward. That's lucky. Damn. Damn. Like you hit the jackpot there. I, I 
as a young <laughs> mischievous kid, I feel like that would have been a godsend. Absolutely, but no one has the name Carly Skarpinski. No. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, my dad was a CO, so that helped a little yeah. bit. But like a cop, like in that town, oof, that would have been that would have been awesome. When before I got married, um, my maiden name was Needham, and people would always ask if I was related to the FBI agent because apparently there's an FBI agent. Um, there's like a doctor, like there were all of these people, and I was just like, no. <laughs> now you can lie. Yeah. Well. There's no Fuentes's around here. No, that is true. <laughs> there might be. There may be. All right. I got one more. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> just giggle. All other people leaders. <laughs> oh, this Sorry. One. This Every one. time I see the word people eater, <laughs> it just reminds me of people eater. Purple people eaters. <laughs> In parentheses, anyone who manages people. So a leader of people. Leader of people. Got it. <laughs> are required to complete sexual harassment training at work each year. Yep. It is typically pretty dry and is a timed online course that we need to complete. Myself and a few other managers were just having a chat in our open office complaining how terrible and how long the course was when someone, fairly junior, extremely ditzy, came up to the group. She inquired why we had taken the course. I explained that we were people leaders <laughs> and all and all people leaders <laughs> had to take the training. Then she said, but you all are women. Women can't sexually harass people. Oh, honey. End story. Oh, no. That's not how that works. Anyone can sexually harass anyone. Yep. No matter gender. It's true. Ladies can be douchey just as often as guys. They just might get away with it more, which is not good. Can't but... sexually harass someone. That's... Uh, no matter how you identify, you cannot respect your coworkers. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of a situation that, like, sh this very ditzy girl was probably in that, like, made her think that, no, no, women can't be sexual. So women can't sexually harass anyone. Like, what, in what sense, like, what in her life brought her to this moment? You know what's sad is she probably has been sexually harassed so often and in highly inappropriate ways that the things that she's heard women say probably don't measure up to that probably. level, which doesn't negate it. No. But it probably makes her think, oh, okay, it's not as bad, so it's probably not sexual harassment. True. True. Which is sad that she's thinking that way, if that were the case. But no, oh. that can abs absolutely happen. It definitely can. Ladies, don't be douches. Yeah. Don't think you can get away with it just because of how you identify. Yeah. Come on. Be better. <sighs> ditzy America, man. Ditzy America. <laughs> and we're not talking about the ditzy chicks. It's... Oh, my <laughs> God, Carly. Got him. That <laughs> was terrible. But... 
that that was an awkward way to end this you're welcome the ditzy chicks <laughs> i hate you <laughs> you're gonna remember it well on that note thank you all for tuning in to part two of our that's awkward series um guess what we've got more we so have more there will be a part three coming and we're planning to have a very special guest join us to read some of these submissions as well well, I know he's a very extremely busy person. We'll see if we can book him. Uh, We're going to try. We'll have to see. He's a he's a busy guy. We also have to see if we can afford him if it's in our budget. Uh, he charges a lot via PayPal, so I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to tally up some pennies to make sure that we can afford him. We'll work on it. If not, you might get stuck with the two of us again, which I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> Eat shit, it's a podcast. Eat shit, it's a podcast. <laughs> but thank you all for listening. Um, we hope that you had a safe Thanksgiving and continue to say, stay safe as the weather gets colder. Don't be an idiot. Mm -hmm. Think of the small businesses, please. Yes. Support small business, support small business, especially now as you're shopping, get out Mm -hmm. there and buy stuff. I've got my, my bean bastard coffee sitting here that I stocked up on. And then (laughs) I've got a candle that I bought locally lit right here as well. So it's lit. It's lit by Witches of Wax. Oh, God. Yeah, their, their candles no, are really nice. Spooky season never dies, Spooky I guess. season never ends in, in this house. So, yeah, check those guys out. And what else do you have, Carol? What advice for this week? Karma comes around every fantasy football season. And always remind your significant other about the draft otherwise your team's gonna suck the year after yeah because then karma could happen and the person that you're playing might end up having um tyreek hill and dk metcalf in the same week and it it won't end well nope so yeah (laughs) remind your significant others about the draft (laughs) (laughs) although all's fair in love and fantasy football yeah Jordan dominated this week. Good. He deserves it. Good win, Jordan. But all right. Well, thanks for tuning in and we will catch you in the next one. Boop. See ya.